to Flickr Effect, episode 306. We are recording this on Sunday, September 22nd, 2019. I'm David Lotz. Joining me this episode is Bobby Jackson. Hey, everybody. What's up? Yasha Wilson. Hey, 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 everybody. And Michelle Hillard. Hello, everyone. Hi. What's up, guys? Plenty, plenty to talk about. So many things. We have seen many things this week. Uh, first things first, it is a special day. It's a holiday today. Yesterday, it is a holiday Yesterday today. was Batman Day. Yeah. And I did nothing for Batman Day. <gasps> no, you wore Batman shirt. I wore Batman shirt. It was Batman Day. It's fine. I wanted to go to a comic Why book store. Why is there a Batman Day? I don't know. Is there oh, a Superman Day? Oh, no. It's... Well, no, I don't that's know. why I'm kind of like, why is there a Batman Day but not a Superman Day that I know of? Anymore? Batman's more popular these days, let's face it. I have a feeling yeah. it probably is a Superman day and we're just not aware but, of it. But I do know that basically it's just that the comic debuted on this day. So, oh, well, okay. That yes, that makes sense. That's why it's that this date. That it's this date because of that. But to celebrate that actual day because, granted, he's more popular. But when you think about it, you're celebrating the day of like essentially kind of a very um, psychotic guy who goes out and hunts bad guys at night whereas superman is like wholesome and he protects the city in a better way so i'm not a batman hater but it's just when you think about it it's like bobby i'm sure there's a superman day i'm gonna make you feel better about things i just know the reason why batman day is today or yesterday was because that was the release date of the very first issue of batman episode Hmm. well anyway today is the what is it the 20th anniversary of west wing when it premiered yes today is west wing day today is west wing day it should be a annual holiday it should did we put the flag out front today (laughs) annual holiday the the west wing flag i was thinking more just the united states america flag but sure we should get a west wing flag we should hang it yeah so oh that'd be so baller dude we're doing that i'm buying west wing flag so there'd be no fun i live on a dead end no one's gonna see it what did you do to celebrate? I'm going on Amazon right now. Uh, nothing. I, I didn't watch any West Wing today. Uh, it actually felt the like a, uh, hanging out with the kids. It felt like a Lord of the Rings day. It's finally getting, and, and hear me out here. It's Florida. <laughs> but for Florida, I will say this weekend has been like the beginning of, oh, it's not quite as terrible out right now. It's actually, I, I feel it gives me that false sense of it is somewhat fallish. And I don't know, it just felt like, oh, you know what, I feel like watching Lord of the Rings. That's the wrong Fellowship of the it, Ring. It's been super, like, just just ever so softly and gently, a slight, I won't even say nudge or a tap, but a slight caress towards Autumn in the last, like, couple of days. A slight caress. That's one way. That's, it's the, one it's what it feels like. There's been a nice caressing towards fall in our temperatures here. And, I mean, I'm so excited about it. Like, I thought about doing Lord of the Rings today. And it was just funny. Like I left to go run like grocery store errands, and I come back, and Lord of the Rings is on the TV. Like that's what's happening. And I'm even wearing a Halloween shirt. That's how in season I feel today. Yeah. Wow. Did you get your uh, pumpkin spice latte already for the year? Yeah. That's that's actually. Oh yeah. That's that's a that's a Dragon Con thing for me. Yeah. That's like a Dragon Con thing at this point. It's like day one of Dragon Con. It almost always gets released right around Dragon Con, and it's like I wait till go to Atlanta and have it up there. 
Yeah. Ah, uh, so you did have it then. Yes. So, yeah. No, today was West Wing Day. No, today was West Wing Day, but I didn't watch any West Wing. But somebody's been watching West Wing. I have been watching West Wing. So last week uh, for Yasha, <laughs> oh since he I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. He, he doesn't know about this. So <clears throat> last week, Yasha, we did this thing where um, I had created this new little thing called It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Binge Miss. And so. Wait, I thought it was <laughs> Have Yourself a Merry Little Binge Miss. I thought it was a merry little binge miss. It's have yourself a merry little binge miss. Wait, let me let me do that. Merry little binge miss. Okay, see that's Michelle's version. Now, let me remix that and rewind it. It's have yourself a merry little binge miss. There we go. So that's what it is. Okay, we don't have to sing it. But okay, yeah, yeah, should that's what it is. So not sing it. <laughs> I challenge David to watch. I challenge David to watch a show between now and Christmas, and his show to watch is Breaking Bad. And so I knew for Wait, me, you never watched Breaking Bad. No, we talked about this. I remember you were yeah, really we upset about. when you found out I hadn't yeah. watched Breaking Bad. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! And so, right. um, and so, I knew that for him, he would probably want me to watch The West Wing because I know how much that show means to him and how much he loves it. And it's today, as he said, is the official 20th anniversary of the show when it first premiered on this day back in September. Um, and so, I, in that time, have watched. The entire first season of yes! the West Wing. He's knocked out the whole first <laughs> season. I'm so proud of you, Bobby. Oh, I'm so proud of you. You'll have to watch the first four, but I bet you he's gonna be so excited. He's going to jump right into five. But then he's gonna I, get I, to he's gonna get to five though, and he's gonna go, oh, what he's happened? Gonna, he's gonna be in two or three episodes into five. He's gonna be like, what happened to our show? Not the same. <laughs> but anyway. Sad. Yeah. Well. Okay. So I mean, we'll get to that bridge when when it comes right. up, but um. In the meanwhile, the show itself is it's crazy because it's kind of like if you were to take high school or junior high school civics and government and social studies class, but make it entertaining and more palatable. I think that's what this show is in a way. It's like it pre it presents the ideas of government in a way that's um maybe sometimes more idealistic than what the reality of it is, but it kind of makes you want to uh, have this version of the way the world is, or at least the United States is, the way it's portrayed in the series and have the type of people that are on this show that are uh, in the government running our government. You you kind of wish that these were the type of people and in a, in a true I guess kind of a utopian world, this would be the type of people that are running the country, the people that are looking out for everyone's best interests and not just their own. And it's it's full of uh, really great characters. Everybody has their own individual um, ideas and the way they work. And of course, everything that brings it together is Aaron Sorkin's writing. I mean, he just writes these characters 
so well and so defined and they all have their own unique personalities to when they're together and you love seeing like certain combinations of people uh, when they're talking. Right now, my favorite dynamic is uh, Josh and Donna mm. and the way they like go off of each other and bounce back and forth is is a lot of fun. And on top of um, watching the show, I listened to the first maybe six or seven episodes of the podcast that goes along with it. So yeah. I'm kind of getting into that a little bit as well. I probably won't be able to keep up as much, but, you know, just so I can make sure I'm watching the show. But yeah, it is nice being able to have that as a companion piece to watching the show as well. Nice. Nice. Oh, David and I are so excited for you, Bobby, to go on this wonderful journey. <laughs> oh, yeah. it warms our hearts. Yeah, my problem right now is, you know, we talked last week about going to that final episode of West Wing Weekly in January. But right now I'm at in season five. So I'm mm. like, I definitely took a break from it leading up to Dragon Con, kind of getting ready for Dragon Con. Mm-hmm. But now I've been kind of trying to get back in the, All right. I got to get back in the swing of finishing the show out rewatching it up till that last episode that we're going to the recording for but anyway yeah man i'm it's, it's good to hear you liking the show yeah i've never really watched good. an episode of west wing at all oh Ever. man oh it's so good you know Yasha. it's interesting to me about the show too because i feel like i'm i'm su- well i'm not surprised but it's i guess i find it intriguing that david you watched it um, so early on and were was into it as much as you were. Because I feel like if I had watched this show 20 years ago when it was on, it probably wouldn't have affected me in the same way that I think it does now watching it. And a lot of the, the things that they talk about are still relevant today. Mm. But it's just I think I would have been more into, I guess, the, the personal aspects of the show more so than the politics of the show back then. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I'm fully enveloped in uh, all of it, the, the personalities yeah. and the the, the uh the issues that are at hand. Yeah. I mean, I'll fully admit though. I did watch, I think episodes here and there when it was airing, I actually really got into the show when it was doing its Bravo and syndication. Oh, okay. So Uh yeah, when it was on Bravo, I remember I started, they probably did. I think they did some like West wing marathons where they were, that's all they were showing over the weekend. And I started watching it like hardcore when they were doing that. And then I got sucked into it and went and, I mean, we didn't have Netflix streaming at the time, but I think I started getting the DVDs from Netflix yeah. and, and binging the entire <laughs> show that way. DVDs from Netflix. I know, it's so weird. Mail. It's crazy. <laughs> but, uh, no, that's when I really, really watched the show. I actually didn't really watch it when it was, at least those early seasons, the later seasons I did. I did mm. start watching that because I kind of caught up to the show and I saw, like I think, seasons like six and seven. Okay. I'll I'll do you one better. So when the show came out, I was just starting my freshman year of college. So, yeah, I didn't watch the show. (laughs) I knew of the show because every time I'd like go home be with my parents, my my mom and dad were watching the show. So I caught random episodes here and there, but I really couldn't have given two craps. I was in college years and college mode, whatever. But then, yeah, after the college years. Um, I don't remember what I was watching. Maybe it was Bravo. I don't even know. But, you know, this is the mid like 2000s. And I started watching a few of the episodes and really started enjoying them. And then this is where I'm going to do you one better. I started watching them on the DVDs from the library. Wow. Wow. Look at you. Impressive. Ah, I know. 
So that's how I watched the first like four seasons. Um, and then it was upon later years. I think it was around the same time you and I started talking like, oh, we like the West Wing. We watched the West Wing. I started watching the set, the fifth. I started seeing, I started rewatching it and went into the fifth and sixth seasons. And I was just like, whoa, this, is, this really is so different. And to be clear so. too, I, I don't think those last seasons are bad. It's still a good show. It's just, it just feels mm, a little different. This, the Sorkin writing takes it to a certain level and yeah. the characters are just they're, I will say they're more enjoyable to watch. I feel like mm. when you get into season five, you just find that one of the things I think that makes the show great is that you like being with these characters. You like hanging out with yeah, them. Yeah, you do. And yeah. I found, and I've found now that I'm rewatching season five and I'm about halfway through season five right now, it's like, I don't enjoy hanging out with them as much. They're just, mm. they're kind of surfacey. They're not as yeah. deep as I think they are with the Sorkin writing. But anyways, anyways, so happy West Wing Day, everybody! Yeah, happy West Wing Day. Twenty years, and yeah, Bobby, on June twelfth, you get your Superman Day. Oh, Superman it's June Day, 12th. June twelfth. So oh, it's coming on okay. this year. That's Superman Day. June twelfth. Mark your calendars, kids. Superman Day. So if we haven't mentioned, by the way, nice. to, anyone, to anyone watching on YouTube, we we do have the Emmys on here in the background so if yeah. you're wondering why michelle and i are constantly looking in that direction every now and then our, my head will turn and he'll zone into the, that direction because we're kind of catching the emmys we're watching the emmys on mute while we record a podcast and side note did you notice what shows are sweeping up some emmys yeah 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 <laughs> marvelous basil oh i have no problem with that show i just haven't watched it marvelous basil and then phoebe waller bridge just got for a uh, flea bag wow right wait a what do you mean she got it for the show itself or she won for her um for her I best think actress? It or? was for the actress. I didn't Oh catch nice. That I think it was for actress. Cuz that, that was she was uh, nominated against um Julia Louis-Dreyfus for I final know. season of V. So that's a I would think it's that a, would be an upset. It's basically an upset. It's pretty nice. awesome. You should have seen her. She's real excited. Anyways. Anyways, so last week we ended the episode with our new weekly bet that uh, we are we are adding up what till the end of the year our box office battle as we're calling it mm-hmm. we're all predicting the top five box office movies of the weekend and we get a bonus if we get close to the amount for the number one within mm-hmm. two million uh bobby how did everybody do this week oh man i think <laughs> well <laughs> i think everybody underestimated um you know, Downton Abbey. Yeah. Even the resident fan of the show uh, actually underestimated it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was but, I was positive, but man, yeah. So the way it all shook out was in the number five spot, we had Hustlers with seventeen million, and in the number four was It Chapter Two with seventeen point two. Rambo, Last Blood was number three with 19 million, and Ad Astra, number two at 19.2 million. So these are Sunday estimates. There's a possibility those two could change because of how close they are, only separated by like basically $200,000. Yeah. And then the number one spot was Downton Abbey with $31 million. Man. My goodness. My goodness. That uh, blows I just would have never guessed. I, I never would have guessed. Nope. So the, the producers really knew that they were like going to have a hit. Apparently, like that's kind of surreal. 
Yeah, so I'm, and I'll be curious once we get to uh, that in the reviews and Michelle talks about it, how do they leave it off as if there is room for another one or not. But um, as far as who actually won this week, that would be Mr. David Lott. That's right. He, <laughs> he got four points this week, or three four. points. Oh, yeah, I got, yeah, three points. Yeah, three points. And then coming in after that, though, was Yasha. He got two points. Nice. Uh, did I really? See. Yeah, you did. So, <laughs> so David got right, Rambo, It, and Hustlers right. And Yasha, you got It and Hustlers right. And me and Michelle are bringing up the rear with big fat goose eggs with nothing. zero. <laughs> nothing. nothing. Nothing this week. So the way it all looks after two weeks, uh, the totals are, let me see if I find it. Uh David has David. Do you see it on yours? I can't yeah, find out. Um, I have six points total now. Bobby and Yasha, you guys both have four points, and Michelle, you have one point. Yay! Two, two weeks hey, in. Michelle. That's where we stand. <laughs> I mean, I'll be yeah. honest though. I've never said I was very good at predicting box office numbers. You did say that in I've, the beginning. I've, so I mean, I've said that years ago. Like, I'm never really good at predicting box office right. stuff. I think mostly because some of this stuff is such a crapshoot. But I will say, like. I'm surprised by Downton Abbey, but at the same time, like my viewing of Downton Abbey, that room was basically sold out, and that was on Thursday night. It's seven o'clock, so well, yeah. With that, yeah, let's. Why don't we go down the box office uh, numbers here? At number one was Downton Abbey, and you saw it, and I you're did. you're a Downton Abbey fan. You've watched all the <gasps> I seasons. I'm a Downton fan. How, how was the movie? Uh, I loved it. <laughs> it was super enjoyable it was basically like being enveloped in a your favorite best big cozy blanket that's just like your thing like it's it was lovely it's just nice to kind of like be revisiting something that you know so well visually and just the characters that you've come to love and appreciate or or be annoyed by and I don't know. It was just, it was almost like coming to a second home. It was really awesome. And I have to say, visually, seeing it on a big screen like that, so awesome. Like, if they ever were like, oh, we want to play the Christmas specials because it's being in the UK, they specifically have Christmas specials too. If there was ever like a time where they decided to run some episodes specifically in theaters, I would totally go see it in the theater. Seeing it on that big screen, and I wound up in a Dolby screen, Dolby Cinema. Dolby yeah. Cinema seeing it that wow. way yeah i was excited i think they literally were doing it just for that night too because i think they bumped okay. ad astra into it for the next for the weekend or they had ad astra in did. the imax that's right they yeah. had ad astra in the imax and they put downton in the dolby and man it was awesome like the um, similar to the opening sequence of the show you know one of the very first shots is of what they call downton abbey which is actually now my mind just blanked i've been thinking about it all day <laughs> Mm. Um. Anyways, it's this it's this beautiful castle, and mm. so as it's coming up the drive, and the castle comes into view, and it opens up, it is just gorgeous, and it's so rich, and I just oh, it was just it like I, my my little heart swelled. I was like, it's starting. It was really awesome, and like I'll say, you know, they they got everybody. Um, the only. Uh, like characters they didn't have kind of come back into the movie 
Um, now I can't think of her name. Uh, Lily James. Lily James's character and then the person that she married in the show, their characters were not in the movie. Otherwise, they literally had everybody in it. Mm-hmm. It was pretty sweet. And so it just, I don't know, it was like coming back like to old friends to hang out kind of. And the storyline they chose was, it was done really well. I think it played out really well. And there's basically the main story of the events that are happening but then just like the show, there's all these little side things that are happening that coincide with the events, but it's a lot that, that, that goes on and it's, yeah, it was, it was good. Everybody was written well with their little mini dramas kind of that was happening or whatever was going on in their lives. And I say drama, not all of it was really drama. It was, you know, just kind of like, man, like it's just kind of like life, like you'll be going down your day and this little thing kind of gets you sidetracked and then three days later it kind of kicks back up in your face and you're like what's this again what's happening I don't even know and it could be funny or it could be good or could be bad you never know but it was just it was just really nice to watch it was done super super well and oh I I almost kind of wanted to go back and watch it again (laughs) I'll be honest I really I was very pleased with the way they did this it it picks up just a few years from where the show ended, too. So it wasn't like it was a huge time jump. It was really just two, maybe three years from where it ended. I won't say it was just right after, but it was there's a little bit of time that's gone by. Right. I don't know. It was, it was pretty sweet. It was pretty nice. You know, I, I'm happy for you, Michelle. And I think I'm happy for this movie, even though it's not something that's geared towards me. It's just the idea that a show can do well on while, while it's on and then jump to a movie format and still bring in this type of money is is something that I think will probably be looked at by studios and, and you know maybe they will sort of pluck out other things to be able to do this having Downton Abbey as the model because I gotta say if they told me that you know at my local AMC theater Every, uh, let's say, Thursday, Friday night, I could go and watch Mandalorian on the big screen. I'd be there, even though I know I could watch it on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. I'd probably still show up for it in the theater. So uh, for you to have something like this, and like you said, if they were to show those Christmas specials or whatever in the theater, and you'd be perfectly happy to do that. So I don't mm. know. Maybe that this will spark something. I, uh, I think you're right, Bobby. Oh, go ahead, Michelle. No, you go ahead, Yasha. Please go ahead. No, I just think it's, you know, you're right to just echo that. It's like, I mean, how seamlessly they seem to make one of a, a, a very avid fan um, and then transition from, you know, small screen to large screen and and do it well. I think a lot of people are going to take notice of that and be like, okay, what else can we do this for that would actually make it work and then be make it as, as, as much fun as you are proclaiming it was. So I think that's really cool that you were so satisfied with the film. Yeah, I'm super happy. This the story was really well, but the story that they focused in on, as far as basically the catalyst to what was happening, it, it was really it was done really well. It was written really well, and it, it moved really well. It was just it was a lovely two hours. It, at one point, I was kind of like, I'm kind of bummed this is going to come to an end. Like it was really quick, and I, yeah, I just I, I could I could I could take more. I was totally cool with it. And I will say, like, no spoilers here, but they left it. I mean, it's not like they. They basically closed the stories that they were doing, but they left it like they, they could do another movie. Like, and if they wanted to mo- make this to do like like one or two more films, like do another one in like three or four years, 
they totally could like as long as the, i think the actors are willing to do things they can just kind of make like one you know main story and have do what they did again i, I totally go see this more like yeah it was it was really oh. good that's cool yeah very cool yeah i will say like no spoilers but no there's spoilers. <laughs> there's there's <laughs> so the 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 oldest cast member is dame maggie smith and there is kind of like a farewell conversation she has with another character um, towards the end of the film. And it, so I think they kind of did that in a way so that if they did decide to make more Downton films and she, because realistically, she's she's up there. Don't say it. Don't say it. That's your mouth, Michelle. I know. I, I love her. Even though I don't watch Downton Abbey, I love Maggie Smith. I love so me some Maggie Smith. Yeah. I'm telling you, trust me. I, I, I was, I was tearing up hard. I actually, I did wind up having a tear go down my cheek. I was, I was like, I was like, dang it. I made it so far in this movie and now I'm crying. I was like, but I have to say if I'm going to cry, at least I'm crying over Maggie Smith. That's fine. But yeah, so she kind of like, she kind of has like a, a conversation and it basically is, you know, she could be going. So it's one of those things that if they did choose to make a movie and I hate saying it, but if something were to happen and they did make another film and it picked up after her, her real life passing, the story would be okay. We'd go, oh yeah, she did say that was going on. You know what I mean? Like it wouldn't feel weird. Like, well, where'd Maggie go? You know, like they'd be like, oh yeah, you know. Great grandma Ma passed away last year and spring and I don't know. It was right. just one of those things. Like it was like it could easily be done, right. which is nice. So in a way they did really leave it open to to do more if they wanted to. Right. Which is super awesome. I got really high pitched there. So down Abbey. Down Abbey. Two thumbs did up. Well in theaters at number one. Oh. At number two is Ad Astra. Which uh Yasha, you you wanted to see it, right? But you didn't get a chance. Um, I did. I did want to see it very, very much. So I just did not have enough time throughout the weekend to go ahead and get out and actually go in and sit in the theater for it. I just didn't. I didn't. Time, energy, whatever you want to call it, chalk it up to. I just didn't have it in me to go and do it. Right. But uh, Bobby, Michelle, and myself, we saw the film. Um, uh, I'm going to go to you, Bobby. What did you What did you think of Ad Astra? I guess with at Astra, my expectations of going into it were that it was going to be a, a slower film and that you're not getting an action sci-fi movie in, in this. And one of the central ideas within the movie, well, I wouldn't say central idea, but something that is sort of a tangent to one of the ideas of the movie is the alien life aspect. And I didn't honestly think much about that really going into it. I really thought this would be more of a um, like a, a think piece in a way on space travel and, and and the relationship of the father and sons. And so I felt like that's what the movie actually excelled at. It, it did really well in presenting space, and it also did really well to me in in giving a glimpse at to what Brad Pitt's character had been going through. And honestly, one of the things that this movie did for me, and, and by the way, I, I will say, um, I really, really like the movie a lot. And I, it's just a matter of 
thinking on it and chewing on it a little bit to see if I like loved it, you know, kind of thing. But I know I definitely really, really liked it because honestly, without necessarily um, specifically comparing the two, I think that everything that I got in this movie is what I was looking for in First Man. And while there's absolutely great performances in First Man, I, I think what I wanted in that movie more so than anything else was the the time that you see in that movie when they're spending at NASA and training or the time when they're on the moon. Like the space stuff, the the, the shots of it, the the how, what it takes to, to be in that world. And even in seeing Brad Pitt's performance, it gives me even more respect to what uh, Ryan Gosling was doing with his character because it takes a certain type of person to be able to um, essentially go through all the the things you have to go through when dealing with space travel, the 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 vacuum of it, the loneliness of it, the 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 head games of it all in a way. And I think that was portrayed really well by Brad Pitt because the movie has his inner monologue, so you know what he's thinking. And getting to see that portrayed along with the the, the nice, like beautiful vistas of the, the moon and, and different things that they would show in the movie. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the uh, the part where they're that they show in the trailer that they just sort of glimpse at is when they're in the space buggies on the moon. And it's just, it's so well done from a visual standpoint, but also this story, this underlining story of, um, of what you see in the trailers is that Brad Pitt's character is trying to find his father who's in deep space uh, near what, Saturn, I think it is. And so he's trying to reach him and figure out essentially what happened without getting into any specific details. And I just thought that a lot of the the concepts and ideas that came up within his character of how it's his, it has affected his life since he was a kid was done really well and told really well. And I really enjoyed it. It didn't, I don't know if the, the runtime was long, but it didn't feel long. It, it moved pretty quickly, even though honestly, there is mostly a lot of just talking as opposed to specific action that's going on. But I really did enjoy it a lot. Uh, I'll go ahead and say that I basically agree with you. I also enjoyed it. I feel like, um, I've seen kind of two extremes with the reaction mm. of the movie. I mean, we was it? It was either Venice or Tiff that it was at. That I don't know about you guys, but I was seeing a lot of all oh, this is a masterpiece, and and it made me really curious to see it. And then as it got closer and was released, and I had friends on social media and some other st- you know other bloggers I follow that were like, eh, it was boring. One friend of mine walked out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so then I was like, well, now I'm really curious to see what this, what this movie's going to be like. But I will say, like you said, it, it's what it delivered the kind of film I was expecting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if some people were expecting a lot more action. And I, I will say, I'm not going to, you know, say any names, but one person talked about how boring they made, like even the, the, the scene mm-hmm. you talked about, Bobby, the scene on the moon. And I'm just like, oh, no, it was riveting. I oh, thought it was, it was so great. Good. I don't yeah. know what was boring about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just don't understand some of the yeah. 
But I mean, I, I do get some of the reaction. If you did go into this and you were like really expecting something a little more action and you were expecting to see certain things that you don't get to see in this movie is all I'll say. I'm not going to spoil anything, but I, I don't know. I, it's, it's the movie I expected and I enjoyed the message and uh, it asked a lot of deep questions and I, yeah, overall I liked the film and yeah, I started thinking about it in context of other like space films and I will say a lot of those films I still think are better movies, like 2001, Interstellar. I will say I think mm. for I think First Man's a better film, but I know in general I enjoy that movie more than you did when it back when it came out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunshine comes to mind, especially because there's a lot of aspects about this film that are very similar to Sunshine. Yeah, and and I think I. I've always said Sunshine is an underrated film in that genre, and I, I think Sunshine is a better movie than this. But with that said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Do I think it'll be in my top ten? Yeah, I kind of doubt it. But maybe if I actually got the chance to see it again, this seems like the kind of movie I would have to see a second time to really, like, you know, plant my foot on where I really stand with it. But I enjoyed it. I will say if I have a negative... I feel like in this genre of movies, we've gotten to a point and Interstellar is a perfect example of, I think the audience has started to expect now a certain level of accuracy with this. And I think in general audiences kind of know a lot more about, you know, what is accurate and what isn't. And there were things about this movie that I'm just like, no, like that wouldn't work that way. And that took me out of it. And that bugged me. And, you know, again, no spoilers, but there, you know, you mentioned there's stuff on the moon and there's a scene when they're walking around on a base in the moon. I mean, yeah, they, the movie is just kind of placed in the quote unquote near future. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if a year is ever given. Mm-hmm. And maybe no. you could argue that, oh, there's some type of technology that's making gravity just like Earth in this base. But I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't buy it. <laughs> like, I buy it mm-hmm. when I'm watching a certain level of sci fi show like a Star Trek or a Star Wars. Like, that I just can let it go that hey you know well and those even explain it to a certain extent they've actually even said like we're turning on the gravity like or or they've or they've said this is really I think we we catch on to things in like Star Wars well Star Trek and some other shows is like they're fighting a bad guy and they're like okay we're gonna turn off the gravity field so we could fight them and give them a disadvantage and they would turn off the anti-gravity or something like that and like that's how we know that it worked. That's right. how we understand that. But like in the film, it doesn't explain that. I'm sorry. I'm going to jump in. No, you're fine. I mean, that that just, it kind of it bugged yeah. me. And, and there's other stuff like when there's people in anti-gravity and they have longer hair and their hair is not moving around. I'm like, oh, no, right. their, their right. hair wouldn't move around. It wouldn't look like that. <laughs> and that like sounds even, underwater. that sounds even more nitpicky. And yeah, it is. But I don't know. That's the kind of stuff that in one respect, this movie felt really accurate and it felt like it was going for a look that was a lot like what it would be like in space and you know when you're seeing these shots outside of a ship or something there's no sound but then in other respects it didn't go far enough I feel like with accuracy and it kind of bugged me so that that kind of annoyed me but other than that I, I enjoyed the film what do you think of Michelle I'm I'm right there with you guys like I was excited to hear kind of what your thoughts were and um yeah, I I went into this movie knowing that like not the pacing of the mil- film was going to be slow, but more just that like the story was going to take its time to kind of unfold and that there was going to be kind of a, a way that it was done that 
it's mostly in space like there's no sound in space guys (laughs) so like there's definitely sequences that are quiet and and i went into the film i think expecting this to kind of happen and i don't know if that's what's being perceived as boring to other people that are audience members for it maybe i don't know i've been trying to kind of understand it but i don't think the film is boring i think it's very interesting i think it asks a lot of really interesting questions um and yeah i i don't think that brad pitt gave like uh, you know the performance of his lifetime or anything but I thought it was really well done yeah. and I think the storyline is really really interesting and I think it plays out really well and yeah I think the effects are good I also agree like no there's not a lot of action but I will say the moments that are action worthy and or scenes that would make you go oh this is getting tense were kind of tense like I was like even though it was kind of quieter right. you're watching things play out really without a lot of sound happening and it it kind of for me that kind of builds the tension in what's happening and so I really liked it a lot and I I I will say it's one of those films that you watch it and you need time to kind of digest it and kind of let it sit with you and think about it and while I enjoyed this film a lot no it's definitely not one of my favorite um space films and I don't think it's gonna be on my top 10 list either but that's not saying it's a bad film. I, I think it's worthy of people seeing for sure. I don't quite understand some people saying that it's really bad. I'm like, I don't know if it's bad, but I don't know. Maybe my expectations were just different when I saw this, I guess. But yeah. I mean, I have the same, the issues I have are same as yours on it because we can kind of parent notes on this too. But yeah, it's the whole like little nitpicky things. Like there's times it's really, I think, accurate as to what things in space would be like. Like you're saying, you know, like, your mental faculties how they would hold up at that point obviously how your physicality would hold up for that long mm-hmm. and i think they really do a great job of showing like what happens to you when you're in this kind of a vacuum for that long um but then yeah it's like those little things like your hair's not moving like you know i guess that's why they even cut brad pitt's hair as short as they did for this film so they didn't have to worry about that so much yeah it was like it wasn't his hair but there was other people other actors right, but the there's film, other yeah, people that you, you could anyway. see things and i was having issues with the whole gravity situation on the moon i'm like i mean there is gravity but it's not like earth gravity <laughs> you know, it's right. like um i don't know about that but <laughs> You know, and the, yeah, so I mean, there's like weird things like that that kind of were like, oh, okay, I'm gonna let it slide because we'll see how the movie goes. But no, I, I I enjoyed it, and I really hope that more people would give it a chance. If anything, just just kind of for some of the questions that's asking. I mean, not even so much like you know, do extraterrestrials exist, but just questions on you know your relationship with maybe people in your family or your relationship to other people even on this planet like what are your thoughts on basically civilization and what are your thoughts on earth like what are your thoughts about earth like existing or not existing in the future like things like that and i don't know it just kind of raises kind of interesting questions about technology and it raises questions about our future and our existence and i don't know i think these are questions that you don't get to hear a lot of times and i think it's something that people could think about And I I think the job of the movie is trying to, and at least in my opinion, trying to raise the questions 
excuse me, <clears throat> not, but not necessarily answer the questions for right, you. It's right. just trying to present the conversation. Exactly. It's, trying, I, to, it's trying to give you a, something for the conversation of like with our technology, how far should we go? Should we go this far? Should we not go this far? Would this be what kind of the outcome is if we did decide to go this far? Like, what would we do? How would we set, set things up? How would things go down a path? Like, it, 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 it lets you at least think about these things. And I'm curious, after us all, all talking about it, Yasha, does it make you more or less now want to go see the movie? Maybe not, um, Maybe just a little bit rushing out to the theater. Um, I can I can pace myself. You know, usually I like to see things in the theater um, when it comes to this, and I like to support um, you know Brad Pitt and I, and whatnot because I'm I'm a fan. I do enjoy his work. Um, but hearing these reviews, it's just kind of like in, uh, a little bit indifferent across all the whole board. Um, I don't know what I expected with the film or what I expect with the film. Maybe just what I really am looking toward looking forward towards is just kind of like a, a drama. Type of thing. I wasn't necessarily in it for like this, you know, action-packed film. I didn't expect that when I saw the trailer, but I'm interested still. Um, but I'm also typically the type of person like um, I don't know how, how how you guys are with this, but it's like if I don't see the movie the opening weekend, I, I I've already just you know succumbed to seeing it when it comes out on video or Amazon, and I can rent it there. Um, just because there's stuff that constantly comes out and other things that constantly come out that I'll just use my time for that. And unless it's something that I'm really passionate about going to go see, I won't see it in the theater after it's opening weekend. Um, this one, I'm just kind of like indifferent. I'm just like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'll wait. I can wait. I'm I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not in any huge rush. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mentioned that. <laughs> what? Because it was a movie that you and I About saw, actually. About seeing something the second week. <laughs> saw something in the second week. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can jump to that now if you want. But, uh, yeah, we, we saw Hustlers in its second week. Yeah. Which uh, was at number five this oh, week. Oh, wow. Um, Bobby, you talked about it last week. And, I, I mean, did. correct me if I'm wrong, sounds like you mostly enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, surprisingly. Um, yeah, we we both saw it this week. Michelle, you can you can jump in first. What did you, you think of Hustlers? Yeah, did you see Hustlers? No, he did not no. want to see that movie. Oh, <laughs> that's right. That's right. That is that's a right, that's right. hard pass. Like, that is a hard <laughs> pass. Like, I oh. may see it for the review sooner or later, but there is no sense of urgency whatsoever to go see that film for me. It looks dumb as shit. I'm sorry. It just does. <laughs> it looks dumb as hell. Um, but that was standing, like, you know, just, you know, to answer the question, you know, like you guys just asked me about at Aster. Does it make me want to go see it? Hearing that Bobby enjoyed it, our tastes are very much aligned and very similar in almost every aspect when it comes to film. I want to see it now. Like, I'm interested. Like, I'm just like, okay. Like, if Bobby enjoyed it, then more than likely I probably will enjoy it. It just looks mind-blowingly dumb to me. Well, maybe I might switch you back a little bit then. Um... <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, so Hustlers. I, I'm going to say what I'm going to say. I actually did enjoy the film. Like, I thought it was an enjoyable film. I don't think it's really that spectacular. And I think that's my issue with it, is I feel like it's had a lot of buzz about being really good and really riveting and really, you know, great performances and the writing and the da 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 And I'm like, Okay, then, man, yeah, I guess guess I'll check this bad boy out. Like, whew, it's getting some good reviews. So, I mean, like, 
I ain't going with high expectations, but I definitely went in with this has got to be fairly decent if it's getting these great reviews. I don't think they're really warranted. <laughs> um, I enjoyed what I saw. I think the story is an interesting story. It is something that I don't think we see very much up on the silver screen. Um, I think it's an interesting representation of women and power. Um, I think it's a very interesting representation of men in power. And uh, I I thought it was enjoyable for what it was. But I probably could have waited for this to come out on HBO. All right. that's, about, that's about where I'm at with it. Like, I don't hate it or anything. I just kind of was like, I don't think all the praise is quite as warranted as necessary. I will admit... Um, that I think that this is one of the best performances of JLo's career. Really? I don't yeah. think that it is even close to warranting any kind of award buzz. No. Like, <laughs> that's kind of gotten thrown around a few times, and I think people wow. need to quench that pretty fast. Or she's going to have a really, de- she's going to have a really depressing award season. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, it's she's not warranted of any kind of nominations for any kind of awards. But I will say it's definitely like it's 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 probably her best performance, if not one of the absolute best performances I think she's ever given. So I, I will fully admit that, and and I think Constance Wu did a really great job. I I, I like them and I like the performances, but honestly, like I didn't think the sto- the movie was a lot to write home about. Like it wasn't like, oh my gosh this changes my opinion on this and I feel like there was I was kind of like it it was an enjoyable two hours cool. um yeah as for me I mean I won't dwell on it too long but I guess kind of similar I I enjoyed the movie but same I I I, I thought it was I actually I I don't know I'd my eyes just go as far as to say it was just, it was fine like yeah, uh, yeah far, that's probably better. As far I, I as the fine. story, the you know, yes, this is based on a real story, though. I didn't know anything about it, so it's not like I had any knowledge of the story going into it. And but as the story played out, I was like, oh, it's just it's extremely predictable how this is playing out. And oh yeah, there. And again, not going to spoil anything, but there's there's kind of something that's kind of brought up as a major point in the end about kind of a relationship in this movie and. It it didn't it didn't quite work for me. What I think it didn't pay off like I think they were hoping for that moment to pay off. Mm-hmm. It they didn't do enough throughout the film to really give me the feels there they were looking for. Right is all I'll say. And and then yeah, I I also kind of felt like the movie was actually trying a little too hard to be kind of be this kind of indie more artsy film yeah it, it just didn't feel like a natural fit for the movie it felt like it was it was felt like it was trying too hard to do that kind of felt like it was missing the mark like there were certain aspects and i know there's something you brought up bobby but like there's a couple moments in this movie where sound is kind of mm. used in a way and one of them actually kind of worked for me but the other one and again there's i don't think there's any spoilers here but you know, there's somebody who's interviewing somebody and using a tape recorder. And then when the tape recorder is turned off, the sound just kind of gets cut off. And that I found really weird and completely oh, unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
there's nothing about it that made any sense. It's not like you're listening to that interview via the sound right. of that tape recorder. Right. So why suddenly would, when she cuts it off... That it just, make an, a difference. That felt like a good example of things this movie was trying to do that just felt like... It felt like you're trying too hard. I agree. And that that's something about the movie I didn't like. So even though, yeah, if kind of what you said, I guess, if you came across this movie on a Netflix or an HBO or something, it'd probably be like, yeah, that was an entertaining watch, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. The, some of the reaction out of the film festival yeah. circuit, it's like, I, I also get the impression sometimes when movies are being watched at these festivals with a certain audience that is all like enjoying it in a certain way, I think it heightens everyone's enjoyment of a mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's kind of what happened here. <laughs> and if they're weighing films against each other, even if they have nothing to do with each other at the film festival and you're wearing them, then that might have been the best one out of the whole festival. Yeah. But when you throw it out into the world of all the other films. So yeah, not a bad movie. Like you said, it's definitely... the. I mean, I feel like some of the stuff that's been thrown around in terms of like her Oscar performance wasn't quite so serious. But if there's anyone out there who seriously thinks she should get any type of award buzz for that performance okay i mean she's good in it but i mean oh yeah no yeah (laughs) i will say though kudos to j-lo on her 50 year old body rocking Mm it i will i will always own that woman looked freaking amazing she really does Uh, there's that's there's zero question in that like physically that woman was good lord that was awesome i was like girl i res i respect the hell out of that (laughs) yeah she i mean she works hard for it i mean she does i'm sure her personal trainer is in a a fortune as well as her chef right so i'm i'm you know she definitely has an edge on than a lot of other people don't but she looks great. So does Jennifer Aniston. I mean, Jennifer Aniston has a rock and bod for being in her 50s as well, looking as good as she does. And she's proven that time and time again. So, I mean, it is impressive. Yeah. You know, I just to sort of go back to what I was saying about it, I, I as you guys were talking about it, there's a lot that I did enjoy about it. I, I have to say I really enjoyed the the movie was funnier than I thought it was going to be going into it. There's one particular character who seems to have a vomit reflex or that just for whatever reason would make me laugh at various times and just other aspects within the movie that I found to be funnier than I thought it would be going into it that I think helped my enjoyment for the movie overall. I get what you're saying, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely funny moments in it for sure. Then yeah. like, and I know my audience was reacting to a lot of it. So. Mm. Yeah, mine was too, yeah. Um, as for box office movies, we brought up that Rambo was at three Rambo last blood. Bobby, you saw Mm -hmm. that. Yeah, I did see Rambo. I mean, look, if there's been whatever, four movies since prior to this, um, at least at all I can remember. And if anyone saw the last one, Rambo, it's easy and safe to assume that you kind of understand where Stallone is at, at this point with these movies He's not the spry young chicken that can be running around <laughs> doing everything that he used to be able to do, like in the first ones and, and first first and second movies. But it's Rambo. And so there's a certain expectation you have going into a, a Rambo movie is that he's going to kill a lot of mofos. And 
That is essentially <laughs> what he's good he at killing mofos. Is that what you just said? <laughs> I said he's going to kill a lot of mofos. Going to kill a lot of mofos. <laughs> And that's essentially what you're getting with this movie. It's Rambo doing his Rambo thing. And um, to, I guess you could go in expecting some, some sort of elegant story being told and some sort of thoughtful think piece. But uh, I think it'd be wrong of you to do that. I think you should just go in and expecting a a high kill count and, and just enjoying some, um, you know, gruesome kind of, I to me, the mu- the movie is like is brutally delicious. I guess is the best way to put it because there's a, a fun in the aspect of sort of like with John Wick when he's killing people, the the artistry and the and the 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 way they do the kills. Sort of like to me, in a reverse way, how it used to be when I would watch scary movies with Freddy Krueger or Jason or whatever, the fun was half the fun was in the way he would kill the victims. And sort of that's kind of how it is in in this movie is like, how is he going to dispatch these people? And that's when the fun really starts. The first part of the movie sets up all of the stuff that comes later on towards the last like 30 minutes of it, which the payoff is very satisfying. And um, aside from that, it's just, just, what it it is what it is it's a rambo movie and i think you go into it knowing that and you probably would have a lot of fun with it and i and that's what i did i had fun with it it's not showing up on anybody's list it's not you know as near as 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 good and satisfying in the same way that a john wick movie is but it, i would say it's it's a solid action movie in the in the same vein as um some of the other sort of um action movies of the year have been and the, the the there's like really one thing i think that i would give a huge knock to that happens in the movie that i can't really um divulge because it, it gives plot away but aside from that one thing everything else was pretty satisfying yeah i've never seen a rambo movie actually uh, well- what? I've never seen First Blood. I've never seen Rambo wow. 2. I've yeah. I did not know that. No, oh. it's funny cuz like I grew up watching movies like that. I mean, I will yeah. say I th- I think I'm the poster child of movies do not make you violent. <laughs> like because mm. I'm about the most pacifist person I think I know and I grew up watching all the Schwarzenegger stuff. Like I Yeah. Extremely violent 80s action films, but for whatever reason, I never had an interest in watching the Rambo stuff. Yeah, I never have. That first movie is really good because it's so different than the rest of the movies are. The first movie is more of an understated, sort of subtle uh, man against the world kind of movie that it plays really well still to this day. But the other movies are more in it for adrenaline action junkies, and it's satisfying on that level. But the first movie is more thoughtful in a way that uh, makes it stand out from the rest. But, yeah, I would at least say if you ever wanted to just at least try and watch that first movie, it it still holds up pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I can actually echo what what David just said. I don't think I've ever seen one in its entirety from Mm. start to finish. That is surprising. I want to say that. Yeah, I want to say I think I've seen I want to, First Blood years ago, just 
but I barely remember it. Like I barely remember watching it. So yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, same boat. Yeah. You haven't watched any of them, or? I I remember watching the first one when I was younger, um, but I couldn't even tell you what the story was about. Like I have no idea. Mm. But I remember seeing the first one. But that's it. Gotcha. Um. All right. Moving on. Uh, so much this week on Netflix. A new film dropped between two ferns. The movie. Yeah, I heard about and that. And Yasha, you watched this one. <gasps> Ooh. How was it? Gotcha. Wow, it's so good. He's, He's so good. He's speechless. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, you cut out a little bit there. What, what was that? Uh, you watched Between Two Ferns, the movie. How was it? Oh yes. Um, you know what? If you've ever watched this series on YouTube and you've ever gotten a chance to check it out, it's just more of that. And <laughs> I thought that was really, really funny. And the show, I think the three little three minute segments are funny. This was a lot of the same character and a lot of the same jokes very over the top but you know some of it is very very funny the outtakes at the end that they show when the the celebrities are trying to hold a straight face when he's asking these questions which are so so mean are are, is hilarious but it was it was a fun movie i did laugh out loud so if you like the youtube series and you follow that at all you'll probably enjoy this what's the general setup for anyone that hasn't actually seen the youtube series Imagine somebody incredibly bad at their job when it comes to interviewing celebrities, doesn't get their spelling of their names right, and just <laughs> asks offensively mean questions, but is very, very serious when he asks them like he expects an answer. That's what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's set up like a public access show, right? Yeah. 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 yeah a public television show, um, public access, and it's just overtly mean every single time out. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's rough. It's it's harsh. Like there are some questions that are just, wow! I can't believe he really asked that, or I can't believe the celebrity was on board with that question being asked. Like that was yeah. really like, even though it's all pretend, like you just kind of like, dude, like you're really on board with that. Like that's awesome. Like you have that type of personality that you can just do it. And some of these celebrities play it over characterization of themselves, mm-hmm. which is fun. Um, like Peter Dinklage was in the movie, and he very much probably played an over, um, over the top version of himself, and it was great. Like it was really funny. Nice. Have you ever seen? So, did yeah, you ever I see? Think anybody did. I was gonna say, did you ever see the sure. episode that had a uh, Hillary Clinton on it? I, I actually just recently rewatched a lot of them, just because I was getting ready to watch the movie. So amazing. Yeah. So, so amazing. It's impressive she allowed that many, those questions to even be asked. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, even like was... the Brad Pitt one. Did you see oh, the Brad Pitt one? Yes. <laughs> like the question that he asked when he says, do you find it hard to get a suntan because you're constantly living in your wife's shadow? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, <So> what? <laughs> and then he ends the show, he ends that segment with like, he's like, you ever see the show Friends? I really like that show. And then plays the theme song. And it's just like, the very fact that Brad Pitt was on board with doing something like that just makes me like him even more because he's right. just like, yeah, fuck it. like let's make fun of myself. Like, let's like, do this. Right. Yeah, let's do this. The same thing with Hillary. You know, she made it very funny. Or when he interviewed Barack Obama, yeah, when he I asked him, just like, oh, he flat out asked him. He's like, 
do you think it's remarkable? What is it? What's it like being the last black president? Like you're just <laughs> oh, like what? <laughs> wow. So it's yeah. It's, I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, cringy. It's yeah. really it's really uncomfortable, dry humor. Like, mm-hmm. but it's so funny and it it's is. so so good. Do, so, have they ever said that the people that he's interviewing know what he's going to ask? before you ask it or is it all sort of impromptu and they don't know what he's going to ask no I think they know what he's going to ask okay I, yeah like because their reactions because sometimes they're they're more genuine and other times you know they're playing kind of a a farce of themselves in a way mm, they're playing okay, an extreme so their reactions are planned out it, okay. it yeah. is a scripted show but I mean yeah it's still like, I'm sure that for the people that are going on it, they're like, yeah, yeah, this will be funny. Ask that question. Oh, that'll be my reaction. Okay, great, great, great. I'm sure that even when filming it, it's like, wow, it sounds a lot different when we're actually shooting this. And then there's probably reactions that they, they think it's hilarious and they probably just lose it and they have to go, okay, let's try that again. Let's do it again. I, I need to pull myself together. So I'm sure that does happen. You need to watch it because Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, and he he was hilarious. Oh. Like even like the outtakes with him, like he just like he was just like it's, it's so mean. Like he couldn't stop <laughs> laughing because it's so mean, and it's just like yeah, this is great. Like you know their their reaction is just I mean yeah, it's a scripted show, and it's very much you know in line of it. Like I and anybody that is in like in, has laughed at any of what I've just said and stuff like that. You definitely want to check out his YouTube series, yeah. uh, at least a couple of episodes and then definitely, definitely watch the movie because the movie is legitimately just more of that. And it's laugh out loud. Funny. Like I thoroughly, thoroughly out. enjoyed it. It was, it was, it was a good chuckle. It I'll was really definitely. Good chuckle. Well, uh, Bobby, you watched a couple more things on TV real quick. How are those? What, what did you watch? Yeah, so uh, one of the things I got a chance to watch was Working Moms on Netflix. And it's written or created and stars Catherine Reitman, who is of that Reitman family, Ivan Reitman. And um, uh, what's the, I forget her brother's name all of a sudden, Jason Reitman, Mm -hmm. I want to say. Yeah. Um, So very affluent uh, movie family. So the pedigree is there and the show's funny. It's about, I mean, the title kind of says it all. It's about these working moms that are trying to juggle their job, their life as mothers in their thirties and, uh, you know, just trying to still have their own level of femininity and, and say and voice within the things that they do in their personal lives and, and at work. And it's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's the type of show that, I like to see because it gives you a little bit of insight into a world that you're not normally privy to. And so it kind of shows in some ways a heightened aspect of some of the things that, they, that, that they're going through. But it does it in a way that's satirical and it's still like making a commentary about the aspect of whatever it is that's going on. And it's it's tough. You really see that. I mean, trying to balance this is is no joke, but the way they do it and, and handle it within the show is, is funny. And a lot of times there's laugh out loud moments, but then there's sometimes where you maybe don't necessarily laugh out loud, but you get the cleverness of the joke and, and that it's still well constructed and, and a lot of the stuff that goes on in it. So, uh, Catherine Reitman, I mean, I, 
I can't remember everything that I've seen her do, but I definitely am liking this. And I'm only actually four episodes into the first season, and I know there's like, uh, I think, four seasons. So I'm sure I've got a lot more good stuff to come. So I'm actually getting ready to start season three that just dropped. Oh. Um, I've been watching this on and off for the last year. It is a really good show. (laughs) It is Mm -hmm. written so well. (laughs) Like The... Yeah, it's it's a group of, of women that have recently had a child, and it might be their first child, it might be their fifth child, but they've all recently had a child, and they're all basically together, and they all know each other, either from the past, or they know each other because of this, like, mommy and me group that they're doing, right? And, it, I mean, I will say, for the most part, I feel like it focuses in on three women, um, kind of a fourth one, and that's kind of a uh, back-and-forth thing, but yeah, it, it's... Oh, God, it's so good. The situations are crazy relatable like crazy crazy super super relatable and i think a lot of it would be because i'm kind of in that that target age group i'm literally exactly in that target age group mid 30s and so it's yeah it's just really as far as their relationships with their own family members their spouses their children their parents um, and then their friends and then even co-workers relationships with people that are in the workspace that aren't really friends and like it's just so good and it's mm-hmm. yeah it's laugh out loud and if it's not laugh out loud jokes they're jokes that you chuckle at because you're like oh that's, that's really smart exactly. <laughs> it's just super super good you guys really i recommend people checking it out it's a really great show now michelle you've also been watching unbelievable Unbelievable! I cranked that out this week. It's just a short series that Netflix did, but I'm finding out that I guess it's, it's it's done well enough that they are interested in doing more with it. But basically, um, this I mean, seeing how well I guess they're going to kind of see how they what they're going to do. But basically, this short series um, it focuses around um, a serial rapist um, is the main story, and it's about these two cops that work to catch the serial rapist. Um, and it's it's really <laughs> i'm not a big like oh i need to find out who the killer is or the rapist or the like i've never really been into those kind of like tv shows or anything so for me to say that i really enjoyed this to me says something because i'm not really into those kind of things right. um but no the storytelling here is really 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 well done like it's it's captivating and it makes you go oh and it's based off of Real events that happened um, in the, uh, uh, you know, somewhere around basically 2008 to 2011 is when the focus of this these events happen. And yeah, you're watching everything kind of slowly unfold and there's actually a time jump that's going on at the same time. And it's, oh, it, it makes you go, what? What? Like how is this happening in this day and age? Like, wait a second. And, and just the reality of the situation that's happening, how it unfolds. And it's, 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 it's really, it, it is unbelievable. It's got a great title because you're watching things happen. And you're like, man, but the acting is really great. The storytelling is really good. The storyline, all of it, it just all works really, really well. And it wraps up really well at the end. Um, so it's one of those things where if it were to, if they were to continue the short series, they'd basically have to pick a completely new story and I'm sure it'll have completely different actors and it'll be, it'd be interesting to see, but no, it was, it was really good. 
And Bobby, you you started it, didn't you? Bobby, any anyone? No, Bobby. Yeah, sorry. I had it on mute. I had a dog barking in the background, so I just wanted to mute it. Um, no worries. Yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I have started it. I, I've watched the first episode so far, and it, it it's really good. It it's like Michelle said. Sometimes this type of material is hard to watch, but I think it's necessary to watch yeah. a lot of times because it, it shows you a point of view that you don't necessarily see all the time. And takes takes it from a way that you don't always that it doesn't always explore in a lot of different uh, different shows. So, in this first episode, for one, uh, Caitlin Deaver, who plays the main girl, yeah, uh, is so good, and you can just see the emotion just dripping off of her in waves. It, it's so powerful in that in that way, and um, Tony Collette is in it as well, and she, she's solid in the first episode. But what really grabbed me about the first episode is just that when when someone who has been raped and goes to the police to tell their story, just how many times that they will question that story and not necessarily that they don't believe you, but they really are trying to um, heavily err on the side of caution to make sure um, that how credible your story is. And. I think one of, and I'm only in the first episode, so maybe certain things can change. But what I found troublesome, at least within this first episode, is that every person that questioned the girl was like this guy. And, and the guy who was questioning her, different guys, but they all seemed sort of, I don't know, kind of detached in a way. And it's like there couldn't have been a, a female officer that could help question her or, or a counselor on hand to help, you know, guide her through um, these questions in a way that could kind of come into play. It, it just felt so um, like matter of fact that these guys are just questioning this young girl in terms of her story and, um, you know, the credibility of it. And so. It's just sort of interesting, and it 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 makes you kind of see why maybe some women don't come forward is because of it almost looks like they're already being uh, judged before they can even start telling their their truth or their story, and so um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes because the first episode it finds the girl in such a distraught place. You could just see where she's at and, and, and understand, you know, some of the decisions that she makes within the episode because of uh, everything that's coming at her and all the things that she's already still just going through and trying to process on her own. And and she is kind of on her own. And so it's, 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 it's rough, but yeah, I'm sticking with it. I want to see how it all unfolds. Well, I mean, and you've you've hit the nail on the head here, Bobby. And it's funny to hear you talk about this. Like you're really surprised, and you're kind of like, man. And and while I, yeah, I said like some of the things that happen are unbelievable for me. Like the way a lot of stuff plays out, it's not that shocking to me. Like as a mm. woman, knowing that if something horrific like this would ever happen to me, that's the reality of it. I'll be in a room talking to men, telling them this horror story. And them questioning me about the situation, but also questioning me. They're not believing what mm-hmm. you're saying immediately. And that's, that's that happens 
every day, all all day long, t- to numbers of women all over the United States, and and this is the reality that we face. And it's something that when something horrific like this happens, what's what 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 you're seeing on the show, they're not they're not stretching it like that's that's how it that's how it would play out (laughs) like unfortunately that's the reality in which we live in and this is again it's starting in about 2008 it's changed a little bit since then but not a lot like in 10 years like eh. so yeah and it kind of it, it 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 asks this question like you know why is our system set up against the person who who's going through the situation like why is it defaulted to this way of being you know and and then also just not even taking into fact that people process trauma so differently than other people one person might be one way one person's completely different way like every person goes through things and they can go through something almost the exact same way and they all will process it completely different from the last person that's just how it is and and it's like the way our system is set up is is that it just doesn't it doesn't believe the person who's going through it just default belief. It's it's a question the whole time. I don't know. It's a great show for that reason because it, it does raise a lot of questions and a lot of thought processes mm-hmm. for sure. Well, we have covered a lot of stuff. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> we, uh, Is there anything I'm forgetting? Uh, no, I don't, I don't think, think so. so. As for next week, I was looking at the releases and it's funny. Two hey, movies I can think of. Yeah. And I didn't even realize yeah, Judy's already coming out, which gives me yep, the impression I've heard nothing about that film. It's funny you say that. Why is that I funny you say got... that? It's hilarious you say that. This morning, the CBS Sunday Morning Show had an article with Michelle doing the whole thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Michelle, I, know, uh, I know of the film and I've seen the trailer, but it's like I haven't heard any kind of like buzz or reaction at all. But Bobby, you said you've heard something? Yeah, on uh, one of the the YouTube shows, the Collider Live, a couple of the people have seen the movie and are pretty much raving about <sighs> the movie itself and about specifically the performance. Yeah. That um, nominations. Um, uh, Re- Renee Zellweger is yeah. doing yeah. in terms of the performance of Judy, saying it's <laughs> very well done. So um, at least that's you know the the early stuff that I've heard. So I'm sure maybe within this week we'll hear a little bit more. But it is, I would say, as you say, uh, David, it's been pretty low key in terms of the buzz. Mm -hmm. As far as seeing trailers and stuff like that, haven't seen much on TV for it. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've only seen that one trailer, excuse me, that I think I sent to you guys. Yeah, exactly. um, Months ago. Um, But it's like in the same vein of that, like I haven't seen a single trailer outside or real big advertisement for Gemini Man. I texted you guys that a while ago, and that makes kind of concerns me. It's like you know, the only time they don't really get behind the marketing is when they kind of start to not have faith in the film, and that makes me kind of worried because it looks really cool, but it could and maybe it'll be maybe it's not delivering like they expect. I don't know. I feel. I guess I feel like I have seen a decent amount of stuff for Gemini Man. Oh, but- okay. But I mean, I'm not saying I don't think it's been like flooded in marketing, but right. I feel like I, I've seen a right. decent amount. I feel like the only time I've care. ever seen promotion for Je- for Gemini Man has been for the trailer. It plays in front of movies right now. 
Otherwise, yeah. I oh, feel like true. I haven't seen it like that's, on TV. That's very true. I've not yeah. seen billboards. I've not heard it yeah. on radio advertisement. You know, like I'm not mm-hmm. hearing about people talking about it. It's not in Jabber. I'm not seeing it like on the morning I have heard shows. See, I haven't. Like, I've literally the only time I've ever seen it has when it. And I will say, it's played. It's played in front of almost every movie I've seen in the last like month. I will for sure. It really admit. Has. It has played it a lot, really but it's only been the theaters. I've not True. really seen any talk about it on the morning shows. And unfortunately, going back to Judy, it's the same way. Literally until this Sunday morning episode show on CBS aired. I really haven't seen anybody talk about Judy, but at the same time, like, you know, in the, the way that, that, you know, how CBS Sunday morning is, they kind of build things up and they say, oh, they, they will, they will pull reviews and kind of go over them and they were pulling reviews and showing them. And there is a lot of praise mm-hmm. for Renee Zellweger's performance as Judy Garland. So I will say that does interest me and I'm excited for that. But yeah, there's not been a lot of buzz about that movie and I haven't seen a lot of buzz about Gemini Man and that's, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I feel. But I've seen a lot of pray, a lot of promo for Abominable Man. I see trailers for that all the time. <laughs> well, yeah, Abom- that's, Abominable that's Man. Abominable. Abom- yeah, I can't Abominable. Abominable. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that also comes out this weekend. It so does. Judy and Abominable. <laughs> Abominable. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and then Joker the following week. So. Oh my gosh, that's gonna be a rough week. Well, Joker <laughs> tickets go on sale tomorrow, right? I think. I believe well, that's. I have my is. reminder set on yeah. my AMC app, so Good we're going to see if it ever does it because it hasn't done it on the last five movies. I've set a reminder <laughs> set for. I'm uh, just saying. Yeah. Yeah. With that, we are going to wrap things up. As always, we would love to hear back from everyone listening. You can email us at feedback at flickereffect.com with your questions and comments. We are on Instagram and Twitter, Flickr underscore effect. On YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Flickr effect. All the places. With that, I'm David Lott. I'm Bobby Jackson. I'm Yasha Wilson. And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.